the 919 Vice podcast. Joe Ovias, no Adam Eshbaugh, no Wayne Holt today. They're both on vacation, uh, which is a bummer for them because I get all the time in the world to talk to Riley Dunn. Groove Wagon. What's up, man? Welcome to the studio. By the way, you're the first official guest in our podcast studio. We usually do this at Graffiti, much to Wayne's enjoyment. <laughs> but we're here in the podcast space, man. Absolute honor. Super professional setup you got going here. So <laughs> got the lot. It's like a dorm. You put <laughs> really two is. dudes, you put two 40-something dudes who are still clinging on and talking about college all the time. You give them a 10 by 10 space, it's gonna turn into a it's gonna turn into a dorm. Yeah, it's pretty glamorous, though, for, for a dorm. I mean, it reeks of professionalism. So, Hey, we are a professional outfit. We do have sponsors. Shout out to Breeze Through. Adam over at Breeze Through has been working through uh, their growler station over by PNC Arena off of Edwards Mill. And they got a, a new, basically rotating stuff. They got the Pilsners. They got Ales. They got uh, the heavier stuff. All that there at the Breeze Through. Of course, they've got locations throughout the Triangle and across North Carolina. So special shout out to Breeze through all of your, hey, you go to a concert at Walnut Creek, drop by the one by Walnut Creek, get your beer needs, your snacks, anything else, waters. That's always important to stay hydrated on your way out to Walnut Creek. All right. So Riley, I was not familiar with your product until we hung out with Whit Baker over at Ancillary. At the Dank Bank. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, talking about CBD, talking about Delta 8, Delta 9, THCA, all the other acronyms that come along with it, this stuff can get confusing after a while. Quickly, for and, sure. And, you know, we talked to uh, Hemp Pharmacy last week to kind of get an education on these types of things. And we just talked about edibles, smokables, but not drinks. Yep. Okay. And I know that's a new market that's emerging here in North Carolina. I've had everything from CBD-infused coffees uh, to seltzers that feature Delta Eight, and then and then you come along and Wit hands me that sit hop shandy, okay, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, it, it, and the and what are the stats? Only ten calories and one carb. Yep. No sugar. Nope. Okay, and I thought it was delicious. It and I you know you can't taste alcohol obviously because there's not alcohol in it. So let's start with what is in the Groove Wagon seltzers. And then we'll get around to how you came about with this stuff. So what when I buy that Sit Hop Shandy, yep. what is in it exactly? Or yep. what can you tell me? So Citra hops. Um, there's a couple other hops. I'm not going to lie to you. I barely even remember the taste profile. <laughs> but it's actually a, a fun story the way that this all came about. So I was doing Dry January mm-hmm. um, with, you know, a friend in my neighborhood. And, I, you know... I don't know. You father, you got kids? Yeah, I got two kids, 15 year old and a 12 year old. Got it. Okay. So there's this guy in my neighborhood that we had done the dad to dad hang, you know, mm-hmm. the kids at the park. Yeah. And I thought he was going to be cool, but I wasn't entirely sure. We'd never done the homie hang and it was national championship night and Georgia was favored by two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a degenerate gambler. And it's a shame Jillio's not here today. You guys yeah, totally so, could have vibed. You talked to the dad, dad, dad hang. Yeah. You guys would have been all both. So Georgia 2-5 was a really fun moment because I don't know if you remember, but Alabama had just whomped them or at least beaten them pretty soundly in that mm-hmm. SEC championship game. So when that line comes out, everybody is immediately, oh my goodness, Alabama's getting points in this game? This is crazy. And I am just such a hardwired contrarian that I was taking a 
reckless amount of action on this game. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm, I'm challenging randos on Twitter. I barely even know, like book it, book it, book it. Meanwhile, my friend, uh, dad friend at that point, Andy house, um, a guy in my neighborhood, he was a big Georgia guy. Um, I'd seen him rocking his Uga sweats before, seen him repping hard, and I got it in my head, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we watch this game together, do the proper homie hang. Mm-hmm. Try January, right? And I am one of those people that I get real itchy if it's a hang and I'm not drinking alcohol. Okay. You know, it's just one of those things where if my choices are drink beer or pound LaCroix like a weirdo, I'm just going to drink beer. (laughs) Like I'm not morally opposed to it, but like that's just how it's going to go. But I really wanted to do dry January. My local bottle shop, Crafty, up in Five Points, Mm -hmm. great shop. They had started carrying these Delta 8 drinks. And I had just come back from California. I was a total hipster about all things weed. Was like, what is this gas station bullshit? Don't they know we have real weed? <laughs> like immediately suspicious, thought that it was either going to make me psychotic or that it was going to be like CBD and not really do anything at all whatsoever. Sure. But, you know, I really didn't want to drink, but I didn't want this new friend to think I was weird. Mm. So I was like, all right, you know what? Wendy, I'll, I'll take a, a sixer of these drinks. And we started watching the game. I did one and was like, wait, like, is that, is that doing something? I did two. Am I getting a buzz here? Yeah, my exact two. I'm like, that is a body buzz. I would know that feeling. Anyway, three, four, five. Oh my goodness. It's the same curve as booze. Not the same buzz, mm-hmm. but the same curve. Meaning you did one and it hit you immediately, right? It wasn't like an edible because the curve on an edible is nothing, 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 and nothing, then, nothing. Oh my God, I'm on Mars. Save me. Yeah. yeah. My wife likes to talk about, she knows the edible hits when she feels the, she can feel the earth rotate. That's, that's, that's right. She's like, I, we're going this way. I'm like, okay, honey. That's right. Yeah. And uh, unlike, you know, a pen or a joint or something like that, where you're just going straight up, this was the same curve as alcohol, meaning you do one, And it hits you with a little kiss, just like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, all right, sweet, cut from work, about to start happy hour, whatever. But you could graduate it. It was sessionable. And from that moment, because those drinks, the ones that I had, (laughs) they did not taste good at all. Uh, They they were very much not for me, as, as we say. But that curve, man, it changed everything. And like, I don't have a background in beverage. I don't have a background in hospitality. We, my wife and I had absolutely no clue what we were doing, but she had some friends who, well, there was a couple things going on. One, her sister-in-law or her sister, my sister-in-law works at FDA. Mm -hmm. And when we were talking about Delta eight, because Delta eight has the biggest spectrum of legitimacy. It's... I wonder what is and what is not real. That's right. That's that's my issue. To, to tie it back to beer, right? And I guess my my skepticism when Wit handed me one of these is that, to your point, I know what I'm getting with a beer. Maybe it's just years and years, centuries of knowledge yep. of beer. Yep. I can have a beer-flavored beer, and I know it can have six of them at the pool and be fine. Yep. All right? Because they're 4.5%, 5%, whatever. 
But I know if I have, like right now, I got pernicious sitting in the back corner here in the studio, and I forgot that Jillio had two pernicious at the deep pack for a show, and he passed out. Because <laughs> like 7%, he just, he's like, I forgot what these things do to you, right? Yep. But I, I know what I'm getting. If yep. I have six pernicious, I'm done for the night. So my worry with a drink like this is that curve that you talk about. Yep. Because I don't know, it's not that I can't trust Delta 8, is that I've had Delta 8 experiences where I'm incapacitated on the couch, asleep. Or others where it hasn't really done much of anything. Yeah. Because I don't know what the dosage is, uh, the dry weight versus a gummy versus a chocolate versus a whatever. Absolutely correct. So this gets to your product, which I had one. I enjoyed it, but I haven't had that curve test yet. Yep. So you're telling me that your product is a lot like beer and that if I have two of them at the pool, I'll just... I'll be in a, a normal state like I would having two Coronas. Totally. I'd okay. say it's a little bit stronger than a Corona. All right. And also um, it's very important to recognize that just like with alcohol, personal tolerance is a thing. Of and even in the moment, right? If you haven't had booze in months, mm-hmm. you have that second Manhattan, you're going to be feeling some type of way. <laughs> but if you're Don Draper, you can make it five sure. Manhattan Steve, if you haven't eaten anything. Sure. It's been, but generally speaking, and again, the way that I'm coming at it is not just another way to get high. Mm-hmm. The reason I use Delta 8 specifically and low dose, seven milligrams. If you see other stuff that's out there, it'll very frequently be 10, 20, or it'll be Delta 9, mm-hmm. um, which not just on a percentage of, of intoxication basis, but just the, the type of experience is a little bit different. What I loved about the first experience I had with these drinks, who the reason I mentioned, and you will hear me say, you know, my sister-in-law works at FDA, she works at, it's very informal. Mm-hmm. It is an informal advisory. I'm very clear to say like, you know, it's, I talk to her cause her kids are very close with, um, my kids and we see them all the time, but like, it's nothing, nothing too official. But one of her things was like, you need to be so certain about where you are sourcing this stuff and that they are legitimate and that you understand exactly what that intoxication effect is going to be like. Mm -hmm. And for us, once I did a ton of due diligence, I actually found this group down in Texas, they're GMP, good manufacturing practices certified. They're all proper scientists. My partner and I just went down to Houston. Um, because by the way, Texas, which we think of as so conservative it's and back with this, uh, it's extremely not. Yeah. So you go to eighth wonder brewing, yeah. uh, my folks, uh, the producers of our goof juice, mm-hmm. uh, they actually just bought a brewery outright and that brewery among a few others in Houston, wait, you're saying your uh, the part the people yeah so we source from a contract manufacturer okay we source our delta eight um, and when we do delta nine products from delta nine as well okay. right so these guys have bought a brewery which is eighth wonder eighth wonder okay yeah, I've been there it's a great spot they got Wonderland the, they, got, they got the floor they got the floor from a final four there anyway from the answer dome I love it. I love that you know Eighth Wonder because it yeah. blew our mind. Yeah. So you go there and on their tap board, in addition to the 20 drafts mm-hmm. of just beer ass beer, they have five to eight drafts that have zero alcohol and just pure T 
THC drinks of different strengths. Okay. So you can go to bars in Texas and drink cannabis right alongside alcohol. You can do that in the triangle. Now you can do that in Kentucky now. And Mm. it's just crazy because nobody, (laughs) I shouldn't say nobody we're having this podcast, but a lot (laughs) of folks don't really understand that in some of the places that we think of as, Oh, those are red States. Oh, those are super conservative. We're drinking weed at the bars and it's really cool because there's a lot of folks like myself who in that moment, they just don't necessarily want to drink alcohol. But then there's a lot of folks like my wife mm-hmm. who she's going to drink alcohol probably to end of days. But there's just sometimes where maybe she doesn't want it to be a six drink night. She wants it to be a two drink night. Sure. And then she'll do a couple of these. Okay. But to your point, if you don't know what to expect and that it is going to be sessionable and that you're not going to just fall off a cliff or get cross faded or something like that. You know, it's not just a, it's not just a concern for you. It's a concern for the bar owners. Of course it is. That's and that was my curiosity. So, and I, I wanted to bring that up because I want the listeners to understand that this is not like other drinks that you've might've experienced in the past. And that the whole point of what you're doing with groove wagon is to give people a different way to get a buzz. That is not through alcohol, which gets to a larger point and something that I find myself uh, having recently dealt with. Uh, and whether it's weight gain, yep. whether it's getting blackout. Yep. I don't remember what happened with that because that's what alcohol can do to you. Um, and, you know, we it's, it's funny. In, in a sports context, we always talk about the legalization of weed. All right. Where the NBA is testing, the NFL would yeah. test. It became, a, it became a collective bargaining thing. Now, I know some of the listeners are wondering, all right, where's Ovius going with this when it relates to sports and weed testing and everything else? I said, well, look at most of your incidents in sports where somebody gets in trouble. What's usually the source of that? Usually it's some sort of alcohol-induced incident. Yep. Okay. You know, I'm, be, I'm being very, very blanket with this, but I'm like, typically you don't hear about somebody who smoked too much weed and they never left their room because they're just hanging out. They're chilling. It's a vibe. Like Ricky Williams never did any of that stuff, yep. right? He was smoking, he's being holistic, he's smoking weed, et cetera. So this is what gets us to the Cali sober lifestyle that I was introduced to, <laughs> yeah. thanks to your thanks to your product. And it makes a lot of sense because it's not that you don't want to experience a little bit of a buzz. No, nah, buzzes are cool, man. Buzzes are cool. It's <laughs> yeah. not about that. It's uh, understanding that you might not want to get that buzz with this alcohol that has exactly all right. such other issues that go along with it. So how did you kind of get introduced yeah, to this Cali so, sober lifestyle? So uh, I don't know if you've tried parenting hungover, but- Oh yeah, I did that a couple of weeks ago actually, and I am still hearing about it. Yeah, it's a fate worse than death. It's terrible. It is the worst. I felt, uh, I, I felt like shit because I ended up missing my kids hockey game because I was I was incapacitated from the night before. And you know, gee, I wonder if there's any historic tensions between <laughs> fathers who drink and yes. they're feeling like bad parents. Hmm, yeah. if only. Yeah. But the thing is like I'm still cool. <laughs> like I want to catch a buzz. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just that the buzz of alcohol wasn't worth the consequences anymore. Totally the more that I started being a dad, I've got four kids uh, under the age of four. So I got a four-year-old, I got a three-year-old, classic Irish family planning, and then we got twin girls. Jeez. Yeah, and one of those things, you know, it wasn't, 
I didn't catch a Dewey. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any crazy rock bottom. It was just like more and more and more. I just wished I had a third way. I wish there was an alternative between pounding LaCroix like a weirdo Mm -hmm. and drinking alcohol. And when I discovered that there was that third way, I dropped everything, man. Like I'm talking, I liquidated my 401k to make this real. I do not come from money. My dad is an elementary school teacher, Wake County public school system, been there at Fuller Elementary drama for 33 or some, some such years. Oh, wow. Okay. And my mom uh, is a secretary over at Mills out in Cary, been doing that forever, yeah, ever. Yeah. And I lived with my in-laws uh, who are wonderful, by the way, I lived with them for a long time out in California, but in California, it's much more socially acceptable uh, in social contexts to openly discuss cannabis usage or marijuana usage or weed, whatever you want to call it. Right. And here the drink thing, like when I discovered that you could drink it, because if you're at a picnic or the pool, you're not going to just fire up a joint. You know, that's now usually what you're going to do is you're going to smoke a little bit before you go. Yeah. Or you time the edible. So Try to get hits. lucky on that edible time. Yeah, you get you get yeah. lucky on the edible. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I'm uh, not speaking from experience at all. Understood. That's right. Uh, <laughs> me, me neither. I definitely have not. But to your point about being a weirdo is that there is a, there is a weird social kind of push to get you to be drinking something while you're conversing with other people. It's social ritual. And this is why this is why I always commended liquid death. Because they figured out a tall boy can that from the distance looks like a beer can. And then you don't look like a weirdo drinking a plastic bottle of water while you're at a concert. So this is where we get into Groove Wagon and and what you're trying to do. So what's the availability of you only okay, so you only have two flavors right now, right? Two flavors right now. Um, there's a couple new ones that have been in development for a while that knock on all the wood should be here by September. And we actually are gonna put out Um, a Delta nine edition of our two existing flavors. We're not going to have those at the bars. We'll have those at the bottle shops, Mm -hmm. but there's some folks, um, you know, who they're already super familiar with weed. They're, they're not just here for the alcohol alternative. Um, and it's, you know, Delta nine, I always tell people that's for the couch, uh, or for the house, you know, uh, Delta eight, it's shocking how social it can be mm-hmm. because it is more of that body buzz. And gotcha. especially cause we do all of our stuff purposefully to be mild, like at tap yard or bowstring or some of these spots that it's all parents, man. You should just see the crowds that we get oh, yeah. out. Oh yeah. They're on a Sunday Panthers game. Like what I always tell people is, you know, figure out for yourself what your response is going to be to trying these drinks. But once you figure it out, man, how many Oberons can you drink over the course of the Panthers game? Cause for me, the answer was like uh, six, <laughs> how many groove wagons can you do over the course of the Panthers game? Mm, you will be surprised right, at enough. what that answer is. And that's by design. If it's a wedding, I'm trying to have a drink in my hands basically all times. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be weird in front of my aunt. And that's why we don't do anything too, 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 too strong. We do the sessionable, mild. It graduates really nicely. So you said 
proper bottle shops yeah, uh, and, and bodegas too. So if you're in Raleigh, a, a bunch of different spots from Peace Street Market, which has everything, uh, shout out to uh, the trophy folks for having it at State of Beer. Crafty, as you mentioned, Hunky Dory out in Durham, uh, and a very beer study, tasty in Raleigh, Pine State Coffee. Um, so you get all sorts of different places. And again, bars, you mentioned Bowstring, Ancillary Fermentations, where I had the it. Dank Bank. <laughs> Ruby Deluxe is a good spot. Tap Yard, as you mentioned, local 506 out in Chapel Hill. So you're in various different places. However, somebody's listening to this podcast right now. They're like, all right, cool, Groove Wagon. Let me go to a website, find that. No social media. Correct. There's a number That's available right. in this little pamphlet you gave me, and it's on every can. That's right. So uh, you say influencers are for peasants. <laughs> Text the king directly. So this is your number. It's my number. Me Nine, and my wife. Nine one nine. Depending on who has who it. has it. So nine one nine three zero six eighty five ninety eight. Again nine one nine three zero six eighty five ninety eight. Somebody texts you or calls you. Yep. What go? What happens from there? When I text the king, what happens? Man, so this is how Lars over at Pine State Coffee found us. Uh, this is how Wit actually found us. <laughs> I, had, I had no clue who Wit was. He just oh, writes in. Well, because I've you know I was in California for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I haven't been in the beer scene. Turns sure. out uh, Wit's everywhere. Yeah. Well, one, your guy is everywhere. He's everywhere. Two, uh, he's kind of a big deal. He's <laughs> he has an insane palate. Yes. That I sometimes, and I've called him out. I'm like, sometimes I think you're just making stuff up. Oh, it very well could be. Like you're just making it up, but you sound like you know what oh, you're talking about. He has conviction. About, so everybody believes He him. talks that good grease, he man. Does. He does. And he he wrote into the King's line, mm-hmm. could we carry this at Ancillary Fermentation? Your liquid's the bomb. And I'm like, one, don't know what any of those concepts are, but yes, <laughs> extremely Yes. <laughs> Uh, you understand that our so-called distribution mm-hmm. is me, my wife, and one to four of our children driving around in my father-in-law's 2005 Lexus sedan. Okay. We just like two weeks ago signed with Proof, their distributor yep. that's out of Durham. But until that, you know, eight months. And when I say self-distro, I mean like... Uh, best of luck. <laughs> like, like we would try to show up to as many places as we could yeah. try to take care of folks. I have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we were trying to take care of folks, but wit wrote in Lars has written in Lindsay over at Ruby deluxe. She's written in and it's been all just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. If an individual writes in and they're local to the triangle, I'll talk to them. I'll just answer any questions. I will drive. It's their first order. Me or my wife will drive to your house. Okay. Like, that's how mom and pop this is. And, you know, <laughs> what's crazy about the social media thing is people thought that we were taking some super insane bet and what a provocative thing. Honestly, man, it's just because I find the whole thing annoying. Like, it's a lot of work that I know I'm not going to do. I'm aware. I'm just not going to hey, do man, it. <laughs> I'm trying to get this podcast out. I'm trying to get a sports sure, podcast sure. off the ground. But you know so. what? We sold a lot of drinks before the internet. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Budweiser, you look at Coca-Cola. We figured out ways to talk about catching a buzz before yeah. social media. And whether it's, you know, the, the one that's worked really well is just industry heads. Mm-hmm. Like folks who are in service industry, you mentioned state of beer, Kendall over there, GM, like she was one of the very first people who they had actually already been carrying mm-hmm. some, some Delta eight drinks. And she was one of the first folks who just like her and then David over at Bowstring. And then of course the, the crafty folks, Lewis up at bittersweet Johnson street yacht club. There were just some folks who 
honestly, I don't even think they knew if any of their customer customers were going to like it or drink it, but they, they themselves. Yeah. That's and how you get in. That, and it works you get in. real well. And they, you know, for the most part, folks have been really patient with us. Um, and that's really big because, you know, it's a Mickey Mouse operation. Because you got to wait. You Because again, this stuff is not being brewed here. No. Okay. So it's being brewed in Houston. Which by the way, it's actually so, it's funny. Our supply chain is, uh, yeah, what is hol- the supply chain? it's hilarious. So you speak, you speak about ragtag Mickey Mouse operation. So my wife, she went to school with a bunch of folks up in New Jersey mm-hmm. who ended up getting into flavor beverage formulation. And actually they've done a bunch of work for a bunch of national folks, including like Bacardi and a few other folks. Um, but they're independent and their whole deal is you come to them with flavor profiles and what you have in mind. And it is this crazy iterative process. So like we were so prescriptive because I bristle a little bit at the description that we're a seltzer. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm not going to be a hipster about it. I mean, but that's the easiest way to describe it, it to people. It is. You'll note, though, that we say on there, for for instance, the shandy. We call it a shandy because- It tastes like one. That's right. Yeah. There's some hops in there. There's lemon, lime. There's actually a, variety, a few different hops in there. And then in the Canoto, the Magnifico, um, Canoto is an Italian herbal bitter that is also a style of soda similar to how barbecue here is both a cuisine and a specific dish. That one was the one that tasted like a seltzer to me. Yeah. So I could see that mm-hmm. it's fine. Uh, call it what you're going to call it. But my thinking actually initially when I tried what was on the market was they very much were seltzers. Okay. I'm not the biggest seltzer guy. We actually lowered the carbonation a little bit. So your typical seltzer is around 3.5 whatever the F the units of carbonation are <laughs> per part. Sure, sure. Uh, ours is cracking at right around 2.1. So mm-hmm. we purposely dropped it a little bit. Um, but anyways, this is just, that's, you know, I'm sure Wit would appreciate the technical side of things for us. I just wanted to make something that was a little more adult because I love craft beer, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do, I've never been the craziest, um, you know, beer nerd about it. But man, I have my preferences. You can tell the difference. Totally. Yeah, I'm, like, with you. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Bells, I stand super hard mm-hmm. because back in the day, man, between Oberon, Two Hearted, Expedition, they're just one of the first shops that I was like, oh my God, these guys are just doing it right. And then even locally, like when the scene started, I mean, many years back, because I do like the dark stuff. So, so does my dad. He's a huge craft beer guy. Um, when Duck Rabbit was really doing their thing mm-hmm. and, you know, the milk stouts and just a few, few of that thing. And then, you know, just from a flavor standpoint, the older I get, I just like the grown folk stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So my thinking was instead of just doing what everybody else does, which is here's some fruit, here's a seltzer. I love the way Wit put it uh, with Spindrift, you yes. know, where it's like, yeah, sure, there's real fruit in there. That's been sitting in a warehouse for eight months. Look, I'm I am a I am a spindrift drinker. As so is my wife. Um, I I found that to be a revelation because I couldn't get with Lacroix. Yeah, uh, I just couldn't. It, it just never connected with me. So the first time I actually had the the half and half mm-hmm. spindrift, which is a good one, which is a good one. And then I realized I could pair that with vodka. Yes, you can. I was like, I'm good. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 good here. And I've been kind of trying to find the next thing from that. Something that doesn't have a lot of sugar, 
something that I can put with liquor and let the liquor do the work yep. I mean, is where the ranch water comes into play. Totally right. You know, like I ranch waters were a recent discovery for me after reading about them because my mom wanted a low calorie margarita. I'm like, mom, they don't <laughs> exist until I read a Texas monthly article about ranch water. I was like, okay, what's this? And that forever changed how I want to go about a refreshing alcoholic drink. And again, it's that chase of, I like alcohol, but I don't want to be weighted down. I like alcohol. I don't want to feel like crap the next day. So yep. all these things have kind of led to I mean, yeah, gravitation towards CBD or Delta 8, Delta 9. Because you're still and, cool. And I still was trying. <laughs> hey, cool is relative. When you have a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old, they'll tell you you're not cool. Uh, everything you do is cringe. So that's what gets us to that's what gets us to this product and why I like was really, really excited about it when I tried it. Uh, and you know, going back to the start of conversation, it was the shandy that made that when the light bulb went on. The Magnifico I found to be, okay, this is kind of like a LaCroix. And if I had multiple of these, I could see where the effects were. That's shandy, man. If you just hand that to a beer drinker, they would be like, totally yes. get it. Totally get yeah. it. And it we like to tell people that there are hops in there. Some people are hop phobic. My yeah. dad is actually one of them. Interesting. Uh, he loves the beers, but it, you know, if it's an IPA or something like that, so he was never going after those hop bombs. He was no, never he was never chasing. Oh my goodness, the uh, the hop drop and roll. And that, all that uh, stuff. That's right, hop slam. Hop slam. That's uh, the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, that that is not Rick Dunn at all. Um, but I tell people, you know, look, there's some hops in there. Some people are hop phobic. But it's not like an IPA style punch in the face no. level hops. It's enough to let you know, oh, cool, beer adjacent. Yeah. And when you're thinking about the context, because the social ritual is everything, man. Like the reason that I personally got so crazed about all this was it fits the same social rituals. It is everywhere, whether it's the poolside hang, the Panthers game, watching, you know, whatever it is, wedding, a party, mm -hmm. it fits the social ritual and it meets you where you're at. If you are somebody that has decided you are pretty much done with drinking alcohol, which yeah. some folks get to, I'm one of them. I, I am one of them. But then there's folks like my wife or my dad or John Moss or Addison Daly, or friends of mine who are very, very clearly like, look, man, love what you're doing. Don't be judgy about folks who are still drinking. Because there's some of us who are still drinking and we're going to be drinking. And I try to make it clear that despite the fact that we come in hot on the can, which we do, mm -hmm. uh, it's really like it's meant to be served alongside alcohol. Well, what's funny. Okay. You, you talk about how you, you come in hot, right? And it's all part of the, it's, it's good marketing in my opinion. And I'm, I'm not just saying this because Thank you're the guest. Uh, I'm saying this because I truly buy into the fact that you write more fun than booze, less psycho than edibles. Like, okay, that speaks to me because again, but if if you're an adult, you you know what you're getting yourself into. So I appreciate honesty in the advertising, in that we all you're you're coming to this product because you've had a bad experience. Oh, with edibles! Alcohol. Edibles mess the game up for everybody, man. And actually, uh, I got to tell you, one of the things that I love most about what we're doing. We get so many people who write in to the King's line. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that number? It's 919. <laughs> you don't even know your own 306 8598. Yeah, yeah. People write into the King's line and they will say, I don't like weed. I loved these drinks. It's great. And what's cool is there are so many folks who 
are drawn in by the alcohol alternative thing. And this is why people will ask, why do you use Delta 8? Don't you know they make real weed, aka Delta 9 or THCA or any one of the mumbo jumbos that are coming up. And the thing about Delta 8 is I was as skeptical and frankly, when you look at some of these gas stations or you see slinging this stuff right alongside Kratom or any of these other things, like you should be suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> you should extremely be suspicious. But if it is done correctly by real scientists who have chain of custody, who know where all the sourcing is coming from, the guy that we source from, it's a PhD in organic chemistry. They're all ex oil and gas. And that's where the light bulb went off as to why Houston was so makes total sense. They're all science folks. Mm -hmm. It's NASA and oil and gas, right? So they take you through all these rooms. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like you can touch the plant and then you go to the next room that has you're scrubbed in right there's lab grade production facilities they have to go through good manufacturing prices it is just so properly done and the end product delta 8 because it's less in your head it's less psychoactive it's more what we like about beer that body buzz that kind of it's like the three deep feeling right if i could have the three deep beer feeling and just cap it there mm -hmm rule <laughs> that would be fantastic yeah, so that's what we're doing with with the way that we think about our formulations and so many people have a lot of perceptions not just about delta 8 but about weed like which i get like especially for the older generation like my parents you know they're <laughs> actually i was in the north carolina general assembly last weekend i'd met with uh a representative and a few state senators and a bunch of people. And so much of it was education. Yeah. And, you know, uh, they actually, I have to say, they're genuinely well-intentioned. Like the way I got in front of these folks was there was a bill that we caught wind of that was basically lumping Delta-8 um, as well as other hemp-derived stuff in with Kratom mm -hmm. and was attempting to sneakily, well, I shouldn't say sneakily, that's that's a judgy word, but it, it was pretty confusing. And the way that it was being read is it was going to completely shut down hemp drive THC. And there's too, much, there's too much North Carolina business tied to that now. Well, that's where things get real interesting. Yeah. So I called all of the representatives on this bill. I wrote emails, all the representatives on this bill. And I have to say it was insanely reassuring and positive and it was crazy. It was like something out of a movie. The primary sponsor, one of the primary sponsors, um, representative Jeff McNeely, he is a Republican. His office called me back. Oh, wow. That day. Okay. Talk to me. And I gave him my spiel. I'm like, look, father of four, still go to church. I know that's not what we think of when we think of Delta 8, but it's a bunch of young families who go to these events that we're doing because they're looking to be better parents. Yeah. They're looking to get into shape again. They're trying to replace alcohol with something that still gives them a buzz. And by the way, if we do it the way that they're doing it in Texas and Kentucky and Minnesota and Tennessee, uh, we're all going to get rich <laughs> because <laughs> what happened in California is California, Colorado, these states that set up very formal regulatory frameworks is basically stuck in dispensary jail. Mm -hmm. You can only go to these set aside shops that are like the ABC system, except 
even worse. Mm-hmm. You can't just order at the bar. You can't go to your grocery store. You can't go to Red Hat or a stadium or a concert or anything. Meanwhile, in a fair access state, like what we're building here in North Carolina, you have the entire hospitality industry. So I go in like the, this legislative assistance, like, yeah, would you be willing to talk to us at 11 AM tomorrow? Hell yeah. yeah I'd be willing go. to do that. Let's do it. Text the King. Go we'll to, talk. Yeah, text the King. We'll talk. <laughs> I go in. This guy is actually incredibly willing to listen. And we got on because you know, I'm telling my parents, they are, you know, as Irish as uh, secondhand clothing, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are, my name is Riley Thomas Dunn. My brother's Quinn Fitzgerald Dunn. My parents are super Irish. They go to Ireland and visit the Jameson factory. They visit That's Guinness. Funny. And this guy, this representative, is like, cut, cuts me off and is like, I've been to the Jameson factory. I go there frequently. And I'm like, so you get it, right? Like you get the Irish culture of drinking which has historically been actually pretty suspicious of marijuana. Mm -hmm. And I get that too, because it was criminalized. So when you had to go to the parking lot of a Harris Teeter to meet some sketchball dude, 15 years older than you, no shit. You thought that (laughs) marijuana was sketchy because it was, but it don't gotta be that way. No. And when we started talking about the economics and about the reduction in drinking, he was very willing to listen. And then I met a whole bunch of other folks, many of whom were Republicans, and they were very willing to listen. I met a bunch of Democrats, the representative out of Durham, Zach, I wanna say block, something like that, but yeah. This guy Is it Melton? Uh, no. uh I'm getting my guys. Zach, confused. anyways, Either I show way. him the list all for in the retailers, like, you're at Luella's? That's my district. And like, your district is rad. Sounds cool. And everybody there, when they understand that they don't need to be afraid of this thing, that we are calling for intense standards around testing. We are calling for regulations around 21 plus. Don't get weird on the packaging. But Kentucky, Mitch McConnell's home state, 97 to 0 unanimously affirmed Delta 8 THC as A-OK. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so then it's like, okay, you're giving me states that I would not assume that would do something like and that. But this, yeah. this is what is so cool. It is one of the few issues, one of the only issues that it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat or somewhere checked out or two, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. Everybody is willing to give it a chance and hear, you know, well, wait a second. Like, why do I need to be suspicious of these things? If it's helping some people drink less if it's safely sourced. And for us, the reason we are in hospitality is because they're called bars. They're great at being responsible stewards of the community. They have to be, yeah. have to be right? Shut down otherwise. It's already 21 plus. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking and some people think that I'm crazy because they're like, why are you telling people? You should just, they're going to shut it down. And I'm like, who's they? Yeah. Like, have you talked to them? I've been talking to police officers for weeks now outside of Brookside Bodega. They actually put me in touch with a public affairs guy at the local Raleigh police department. I've been talking to Republicans. I've been talking to Democrats. I've been waving my hand all over town to be like, guys, like this thing can be really, really powerful if we're above board with it. Mm -hmm. And that's why like, just, just be charitable to folks, man. All right, so before we get out of here, one thing that beer has an advantage over you right now is price 
Yeah. I'm just going to be upfront. Totally. Um, and I wanted to get to why it's expensive. Yep. You know, now beer can be expensive, but I, I understand why certain beers are more expensive. Uh, and why a four pack of tall boys of a craft beer might cost me 15 bucks for that four pack Yep. where I can get a 24 pack of Natty light for 10, et cetera. So I went to the website and you bought what? 24 in a 24 in a can. That's all. Or excuse me. 24 in a case. 24 in a case. That's right. It's a hundred bucks. Yep. Why? Well, for starters, the ingredients that are in this, not just uh, the well-sourced Delta eight, but also we're not giant, mm -hmm. so we don't have, uh, you know, economies of scale yet. Yeah. But also one of the things that's just kind of generally true about this category, because none of us yet have that scale mm -hmm. and the ones that are doing a little bit more thoughtful stuff in their ingredient sourcing, using real hops, using actual, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say actual grown up ingredients as like a slur against some of the others in the category, but like if you're just making a seltzer and it basically is just water that you add a little bit of Delta eight to yeah. then, but also the, the other thing is people are willing to pay up alcohol or excuse me, not alcohol, like liquor style prices. Mm -hmm. If you think about it and Lewis, the owner of bittersweet, one of the owners of bittersweet and John street yacht club, he very early on, like before we even had product was like, you know, I'd be willing to try it at least at one of our spots mm -hmm. because a lot of these, uh, alcohol alternatives, you see things like seed lip or, you know, uh, which is a gin, except it's not a gin. There's no alcohol in it. Or you see these things like, um, the, basically the, the kin euphorics or any of these things that are not booze. They cost as much as booze, if not more so, yeah. because the ingredient profiles are the same and there's a process of de-alcoholization. It's like mocktails. Mocktails are running you about the same amount. And this was Lewis's point. He's yep. like, man, we do some killer mocktails at our joint, but we got to charge just as much. And then somebody has it and they're like, man, tasted great. Looks good on Instagram didn't give me a buzz. Why did I just pay $16 for that? Whereas with our stuff, sure, you're paying eight to $10 for it, but like it's actually giving you a buzz. Mm -hmm. And for folks who like the alternative and are willing to pay up for that, it's kind of a no brainer. Okay. And the other thing is like, look, man, I think if you buy through us directly, it's four bucks a can. It is. Yeah. I was going to say, I did the math on it. That's it's like, like, it's like $4. It's like $4 and 30 cents a can. It's, it ain't bad. It'll get better probably in the long run, but yeah. even at that price point, you know, I myself personally, if it's offered and I, and I do not just mean groove wagon stuff. If I'm out at a bar, like when I was down in Texas, or if you're in Minnesota or any of these places that are fair access, if I'm at a bar and I don't, huh, I don't have to choose between alcohol and nothing. I will pay up for that alternative. Makes sense. And that's why I asked. I was just kind of curious the what was behind that, the ingredients, the scale. It's just obviously, as you said earlier, it's just you. It's just one of these things around. So totally, totally makes sense on that. And we'll close on this. Do you envision yourself? You know, every time we talk to a brewery, they have a brick and mortar space. They have a, a tap room of some sort. You talked about, you know, we talked about Eighth Wonder at, at the start of this. You know, they've got a space. Do you envision a space for what you're doing? I would love to do that, especially having seen Eighth Wonder 
Um, one of the ideas that Peter Wiley, one of my partners has, um, or associates or whatever we're calling, a the suit who helps us make all this real. Uh, he's cool for a suit though. But anyways, he had the idea, which I quite liked of, we are starting to hire folks. Okay. Um, and we could use kind of a mixed use space where it's like, you know, it's a retailer, but also that's where we do all of our work okay. and kind of a mixed, you know, work headquarters, but also it's a retailer and things like that. The other thing is if you are a brewer or you own a brew yard or a tap room, holler at the king. Like, seriously, okay. I'll put you in touch with proof All right. because we are such a natural fit. Um, it's great, man. And I've talked to not just wit, Chris powers, who's crazy, crazy, crazy busy, but we do real well at state of beer. Mm -hmm. Haven't sat down with them yet. Uh, I would love to be in all the trophy establishments. Mm -hmm. I would love to be in all the Bond Brothers establishments. I would love to be at Burial. Like we know these are great fits. And if there is anybody who's out there and thinks that they might want to try to bring us in or even just have a sampler, seriously, just text us. Text the kid. I will hook it up. Ryan, or my wife, actually. <laughs> Riley, appreciate it, man. That was a fascinating conversation. Um, this incredible story. And I absolutely understand where you're coming from. And I'm glad that you're bringing this to market and there's a local angle to this, which I think is great. So if you want to try this or if you're an industry person, as Riley just said, by all means, text the King 919-306-8598. Thanks, man. Thank you. 919 Vice, by the way, brought to you by Breeze Through, Oak City Sports Guards, and Whitaker Hamer. We brought up uh, Oak City earlier on uh, on Ovi's and Gilio. We're going to be going to ACC kickoff. It's not just, I mean, they got sports cards, obviously, but they have other things too. You might have kids who are into Pokemon. Well, they've got the Pokemon, okay? They got the things that you might want. You want to like wow your kid with a hard to find Pokemon card? Yeah, well, Oak City Sports Cards got you covered on that. And uh, when you cash out and you need to like, you know, get some uh, legal issues figured out, Whitaker Hamer can help you out as well. Check them out online at WH. Dot lawyer. We'll see you all next week.